It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Good afternoon and happy Friday, villains. Um, Ashley Priest here, the Villa correspondent from Birmingham Live. And Colin McGilligan's joined me from Leeds Live, um, the video man from Leeds Live, massive Leeds nut as well. So how, you do, how you doing, Connor? <laughs> not bad, mate, not bad. It's a um, weird season. Weird, weird seasons. I'm sure it is for you boys, but uh, I think we've got a lot to talk about, haven't we, mate? Because this game is, uh, it's, I don't know if it's taken on a bit of a rivalry, Ash. I don't know, maybe a social media rivalry. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think so. It's, uh, last, um, last, time in, last time I went to Ellen Road, it was that crazy game. <laughs> the gift goal and all that, and just went off, didn't it? The bang off. <laughs> it did. It was uh, it was carnage, and it's been. Uh, I mean, I only checked the, the other day. Actually, I think they played four games against each other, haven't they? And somehow, yeah. Smith's Smith's not not got one over on him yet. So no. who, who knows what's going to happen this weekend? He's, uh, Smith's very complimentary of Bielsa and Leeds. He's raving about him. Loves loves to watch him. He said today. Um, he said I think he must be referencing players like your Luke Aylins and stuff, who, who he's known in the Championship before. And he said, listen, I've, I've, um, I've seen these players before in the Championship. They weren't any good before. Bielsa's done something some incredible with them. The running stats, the fittest team in the league. So he, he couldn't praise Leeds highly enough today in their press conference. And he said, spoke about the similarities between the two, two massive clubs. I'm sure you'll agree. And start on to bigger and better things now. And I think Leeds have done, done, done better than Villa in terms of their first season back. They've kicked on, whereas Villa last season struggled a bit. So... So I yeah. think Leeds are going to be buzzing with what, what they're doing. Um, they don't draw many games, do they? But to win or lose, it's hell for leather, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is, Ash. I think uh, the, the major ones that stand out, really, are, I think it's Arsenal and City are the only teams we've drawn with this season. Yeah. Um, I mean, at home, the, I mean, the Arsenal game at home, it was uh, we were all over them. The City game at home, we were all over them in the second half as well. So it's just the mantra. It's, it's the metric of, of Leeds United at this minute under Marcelo Bielsa. It is just hell for leather. I mean... You know, Jurgen Klopp used to talk about rock and roll football with Liverpool. I mean, mm. rock and roll football is not really about defending, is it? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just all out attacks. So I think Leeds sort of embody that perfectly, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, I think there's a, a massive mutual respect between the clubs. Obviously, you know, I remember the '90s big time when it was sort of Leeds, Villa, and Everton in the same bracket, really. And yeah. um, early 2000s, obviously, Leeds did what they did. Then we obviously we sank, and um, Villa, Villa kept a real upward trajectory for a long period of time. And I think there's always been a sort of professional rivalry, but definitely a mutual respect between both clubs. And and, and I, for one, I've got got lots of family in Sutton Coalfield, so I've got oh, big. Wow. Big Villa fans down there as well. So I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good game, mate. And I think it's two good football insides who, who, are, who are thank goodness for the first time in, 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 in sort of near history are making big strides in the footballing game. Definitely. Just talk me through the Leeds team news we need to be aware of. No, no Calvin Phillips again. And what's the latest regarding that? Yeah, so no Calvin Phillips. Um, I think he's got a, a thigh strain or, or it could be a groin actually. And, and 
there's a bit of a correlation at this moment in time with the pitch. The pitch at Ellen Road isn't isn't great, and there's been a few injuries on that pitch on our end. To be quite honest with you, Rodrigo, obviously, who played in the last game um, at Villa Park, is out. Robin Cock, who was fantastically, I think, got man of the, no Bamford got man of the match, but I think he was he's very close to him. Uh, he'll be out as well. So there's a fair few. They're probably the three noticeable names. To be quite honest with you, um, Rafinha wasn't playing in the last game. He, I think he came on about the 80th minute, and he's been yeah. our sort of a superstar at this moment in time. So he's really, he's really, you know, making strides in this Leeds team and, and, and could potentially go on to even bigger and better things. So it's, um, yeah, it's looking good at this moment in time. But Jamie Shackleton as well, who came on for Pascal Stroik in the last game, is out for this yeah. game as well. Matthias Click is touch and go. But the thing is with Leeds Ashes, as I'm sure you've seen, mate, it's it's always sort of square pegs in round holes. Marcelo Bielsa hasn't had a fully fit squad since July 2018. So, we're all used to it now and yeah. we just we, we get on with it really. <laughs> That's something Villa Villa aren't used to, are they? Losing the Starman Grealish um for a couple of weeks, I guess now and they struggled last week against Leicester. You want others to step up and it'd be else's leads. The, the, the players that come in, they do a job for you, don't they? And everyone knows the knows the role to the letter. So Villa struggling in that aspect, um, without their star man. These we're pretty annoyed today as well. The pundits and supporters a Brandon, Brandon Villa, a one-man team. But on last week's evidence, it was in that first half and the rally laid time, OK. But, yeah, the more come and suck against Leeds on, on Saturday. They need to find a way to play without Grealish and to hurt the opposition. Where, let's be honest, they didn't lay a, lay a glove on Leicester last weekend. So, yeah, yeah, concerning times for Villa regarding that Grealish injury. But elsewhere, there's an issue at fullback as well. Um, Hamadi struggled against Harvey Barnes last week and um, there's no amount of cash for Villa there. He's been... Sensational signing from the Championship. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I think I did a piece this week as well, comparing the two strikers, uh, Bamford and Watkins, both are having good seasons. Both have been good shouts of uh, the Euro squad in the summer. And all to play for in that aspect. So, yeah. So, yeah. Was, it, to be honest, Ash, it was, a, it was a nuts game last time because I think... When we faced you, it was it was a bit like I think Villa had just beaten Liverpool seven two, and and there was a real confidence with Villa, and, and I actually think Leeds went into that without Calvin Phillips again, who's sort of our equivalent to Jack Grealish. Really, we, we need him in the side, yeah. And he was out, and 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 we were all looking at that and thinking, oh no, this is this is going to be bad. This, and, and we got into it, and Leeds sort of, I mean, I don't know what you thought, Ash, but aside from sort of the Watkins chance and the brilliant Jack Grealish Maisie run, I thought we sort of dominated that game to be quite honest with you and it was it was bizarre to see but I think that was probably the first time we've seen when we've been moving the parts around that it can work and 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 we really are just versatile in in every single position but it'll be interesting to I don't know what your take on it is with regards to how Villa will approach this game because it was sort of they played gung-ho against us last time and Leeds have always got this once again, this notion that if you go gung ho against Leeds, any team, you're going to be in trouble, but you're going to leave space in behind, which is which is what Bielsa's side sides historically exploit. I mean, how do you think Villa will approach this game? Do you think it'll be a bit more defensive? It's got to be, hasn't it? Um, Smith kept riding on about Leeds in the run up to start this year, saying the only team that have outplayed this season is Leeds. We got it wrong against Leeds. Got a big bop on the nose. Just that, that's a total surprise aspect. Um, didn't didn't see it coming. I think Bamford morphed into a Lionel Messi that night as well, the way he was finishing inside the box and just incredible. Patrick, that was. Yeah, just didn't see it coming. Total surprise. And Villa fell into the trap of trying to force a, an equaliser or a goal back and bang, it's 2 3 nil. See you later. So they've got to learn some harsh lessons from that. I think Smith will probably replay that game t- to the players, saying we can't do this. And Leeds are probably um, 
most threatening when, when, when they're um, defending, ready to spring that breakaway. Your Rafinas and Harrisons and Bamford's there to finish. So Villa need to play this one really carefully and um, needs to be much much harder to beat this time around. So yeah, I think massive lessons will be learned from and that. It's the, it's the, I've been listening to a few things with Villa and reading a few things this week. There seems to be a bit of a an issue in the midfield at this moment in time. I don't know if you sort of ag- agree with that, with, with what's going on. It doesn't seem to be clicking at this moment in time, does it, with Villa? Yeah, I do agree there. I've, I've done many pieces on that. Um, not seeing the best of John McGinn um, for me. I've said it for a while now. He's playing much more deeper than he has been previously. Last season, he was this box-to-box midfielder, getting in beyond defences and scoring goals, whereas now he's more reserved, sitting in front of the back four. He's doing a job, but you're just shackling him, aren't you, really? It's like, like mm-hmm. telling not telling Calvin Phillips to play right wing or something, it's just it's not, not fitting for me. And players like Ross Barkley, he was, he was um, labelled a marquee signing, not seen it yet after his return from injury. Um, subbed off before the 90th minute, fourth game running now, and just not doing it. But Smith's backing him, I think he'll start again on, on Saturday, Barkley. Um, is he, sort of, is, is he the sort of talisman? Is he sort of like the, the direct replacement for Grish, or do you reckon it's going to be Ramsey? Well, it's Barkley, isn't he? Given, the, yeah. given his pedigree, he wants to get the England team and he ain't going to do it on the form he's showing of late. So, big question marks there for me. I think he needs, to sh- needs, he needs a point-proving performance and starting against Leeds on Saturday because patience wearing thin with that aspect. Don't forget Villa have signed a £14 million Champions League player in Morgan Sanson from Marseille and he's champing at the bit to get involved. He, he looks really good when he's come on. He looks a Leeds player, actually, when he comes on. He's catching <laughs> the ball. Yeah. Relentlessly, and young Jacob Ramsey, as you mentioned, Connor, um, got a new deal recently, and fans want to see more of him because every time he's come on, he's looked a class act. And yeah, just patience wearing thin regarding the Barkley aspect. Um, McGinn's doing a job, whereas perhaps people are saying McGinn, play McGinn higher and, and give opposition to, to more to think about. So, do you, so think yeah, he'll, do you think he'll try something fresh in this game then? Probably not, to be honest. I think he, can, he might stick. Um, he needs to do something though. Because this midfield, like you say, is just not clicking at the moment, and I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what the um, the, res- the outcome is of it. So we'll see. We need more from the wingers as well. And Ollie Watkins' service hasn't been there, whereas Bamford's having a lot of services. And Rafinha and Jack Harrison, they give. I mean, they give Villa countless problems last time. So yeah, a bit wary. I'm a bit wary going into this one. I don't know what the fans are thinking, but from a Villa aspect, it's a bit of a wounded animal. Yeah, I think it's. I think the the sort of difference is with as as you'll know, Ash. It's I think from the four times we've played Villa, obviously in the championship, you know, Bielsa has been there yeah. and obviously Smith's been in charge of you and they've gone up against each other. What I have noticed is the first game at Ellen Road when it all sort of kicked off. Yeah. Um, it's what the, the back end of the second half leads to just obviously freaks in terms of fitness. So yeah. we might not always have the, the quality that Villa have on the pitch. I think individual wise, Villa are much better quality than Leeds, but as a unit, we, we don't sort of, we do, do not stop. It's like a bunch of rabid dogs. And I think in that first game, I noticed it in the championship, especially when you, when we beat you three, two at Villa Park in that second half, it was just all about fitness and, at Villa Park, once again, I thought there was the fitness aspect which kicked into play when we were streaming on the, in the 80th minute. So I don't know whether or not there's a thing with, with Villa and Leeds where there's a, a, a sort of foundation principle, which is the fitness which seems mm-hmm. to put Leeds just a little bit ahead sometimes. I think so. I think this Leeds team hasn't changed much in three years, has it? To be fair, it's been pretty solid. Um, whereas Villa, lose count how many signs they had last year. They bought 12 players in the summer, four in January last year, another five in the summer. And um, another Sanson in January. So 
20 odd players there you're trying to mix in and build build a squad from and a settled side from and he's yet to find that now. But listen, Villa have come in for some stick in recent weeks, but listen, they're, they're ahead of Leeds at the moment. Yeah, Leeds is That's the bottom line, really. And people forget that sometimes. And Leeds get all the praise in the world. Everyone's, everyone love, loving Leeds of late. And Villa are ahead of them in the, in the table um, with a couple of games in hand. So, yeah, I think two informed, oh, not informed, but two, two of the season surprise packages going right at it tomorrow. And Smith and Villa have a point to prove, whereas Leeds want to want to do the double over Villa, which give them some bragging rights. So, all to play for, and um, it'd be a good a good yardstick to see where Villa can go without Grealish in the next few weeks. And as for Leeds, can, can they keep up the momentum? But they've been hot and cold. I mean, where have Leeds come unstuck this year? How, how can how have sides beaten Leeds? Um, there's there's two real ways to be honest, Ash. I think we've 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 found a way a little bit when teams sit in and and just defend and defend. We've found that way. We've got a little bit of a a bit of ingenuity there now in, in Rafinha at the top top level. We've had Rodrigo as well who's been able to break defenses down. So we've got that sort of world class player now who can sort of pick the lock. Mm. The difficulty we face normally is a back three. Um, who sort of revert into a back five when they're defending. We've we've had it against Brighton, um, which which was a real indicator. I mean, I know you boys. I mean, Brighton are a decent team. I think they're yeah. in a bit of a false position at the minute, but it was it's the high pressing on the wingers. Now our players are decent, but as we've just alluded to, a lot of them are Championship players that have been improved. So yeah. when you put high pressure on players who maybe aren't the greatest ball carriers that's sometimes where leads come unstuck and that's where teams recover the ball higher up the pitch and that's where teams get a lot of success against leads. It is when the, when you press on the wings in particular, that is where leads sort of come unstuck unless the ball gets to Rafinha and the ball's been sort of, you know, you know, played down the wing. But what we normally do as well is there's sort of a bit of a, a pattern that leads play from the back, which is either Melier, our goalkeeper, plays it to the fullback, so the left and right. Um, if that is cut off, then what Meliel do is he'll go into the middle to Calvin Phillips, which uh, is a specialised role for Calvin Phillips because he's good on the ball, he's good on the turn. With him not with him not being there, what Melier is having to do now is surpass that defensive mid, midfield role and go straight to the attacker. So he's going long to Bamford, which has helped us. But if you sort of press high and you're able to keep that intensity up, Leeds do really struggle to to sort of surpass that press, if that makes sense. But that, that, that come true at the Emirates, didn't it? Where Melier was squeezed into an error, so Arsenal did that quite well. So I think Smith would be having, uh, looking at that as well. So if Leeds break the press, though, do you know what I mean? They're in, aren't they? I guess. Yeah, I think I think that's that's the issue. It is you know if the ball does go in and behind, um, and you've got sort of either Rafinha, maybe Costa or Harrison, yeah. and Bamford's as fit as a fiddle as well. And then the thing is, Ash, you, <laughs> you'll know. I think the last time we played, you'll see this when we're three 0 up. It wasn't about conserving and trying to just get the ball in the <laughs> corner. It's the Bielsa want well, the team wants four or five, and you've yeah. still got. I think there was one image at the end. I think it went round on our site actually. It was three nil. And um, Leeds just had about seven players pushed up, so it is it is a big risk, and that's where it's it's always Leeds aren't necessarily the most uh, you know we haven't got the quality like you know your top sides at all, but where I think Arteta has said it, he said it's like going to the dentist playing Leeds. It is just an absolute. <laughs> he said it's a nightmare to just figure it out of what to do, when to press, when to defend, when to do this, when to do this. everything has to be with complete precision. What's the uh, consensus among supporters? Just loving every minute are that at the moment. Yeah, well, 35 points, Ash. I mean, 35 points. I mean, it's we've got what 15, 14, 15 games to go, uh, which is which is absolutely massive. Uh, we, you know, if you look at that table there, um, what did, did Villa finish last season on 35? Yes, that's right. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it's, I mean, I mean, when you look at that, when you sort of contextualise it, say it's our first season. Um, I mean, I mean, to be honest, Ash, you could lose another, you could lose the the next fifteen games. Now, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think we're going to go down, makes uh, of the season it is right now, and and ended on thirty five. It'd be sound, but but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an unbe- that's why it's. I, I don't know what you think, Ash, but I don't. I think probably because the expectations gone up now with Aston Villa. Yeah, the, the pressure's probably on Villa for this one. You know, to say we're a newly promoted side, we've beaten you once already this season. I mean, I don't know what you think about that, but at this moment in time, sort of the shackles are off with Leeds. It is what it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the after a Leeds defeat. Is it is it, is it everyone down in the drums pointing the finger? It seems to be that way with Villa at the moment. If it doesn't get a plan, which is all fair and good, I was the same last week after after Leicester because that first half was not good enough, and I was pointing the finger somewhat. But when you t- when you strip it back. Just look how far Villa have come in less than, less than a year. It's, it's incredible, really, what they've achieved. So the defence is much improved now. 20, uh, 12 clean sheets out of 22, is it? Um, only, only better by Man City. So they're doing something right there. It's just, yeah, just a consistency issue, I guess, which is they'll get over the over the weeks and months playing together. It's a new side, don't forget. And I think the early season results and performances against Liverpool and whatnot as yeah. Victim, victims are on success, aren't they? I guess, which is, which is. I think, I think as well. Ash, I don't know if you you agree with this, but obviously, with us both been in the championship and going up, Villa going on that crazy streak that went on to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Obviously, Leeds winning the league. When you when you're in that mindset, when you're in the win 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 mindset, you get up to the the top division. And you sort of stay with that mindset to, yeah. to an nth degree, really. And, and having a, a run of four wins in the Premier League is incredible. It's no yeah. team does it. It's it's either you know one or two wins, then one or two losses because of just the world class opposition you're against every week. And I think sometimes fans don't realise that you know we lost to Brighton, but Brighton have had uh, Brighton have had millions invested in them for years and years and years. You know, so it, and they're an established Premier League team. So I think it's all about context, really, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Villa have won three out of the last seven. So, despite everyone being down in the dungeon, it's not that bad. Less, less uh, leads, win one, lose one, win one. They'll win a couple. <laughs> um, but they don't draw many games. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting one on Saturday, to be fair. Definitely, mate. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd agree. It's going to be, yeah, I think the midfield battle is going to be interesting. Um, uh, Ollie Watkins is, we're, we're all, we all saw Ollie Watkins at Brentford and he sort of brings a pressing style, which which weirdly would fit into our system. He doesn't stop and he's such yeah. a fit lad that he puts any defence under under problems, really. And with our defence at a bit of a, you know, it's it's mixing up every single game, really. He's definitely one who can who can cause us a lot of problems. But like we've said before, mate, it's all about whether or not they can uh, feed, feed him, really, isn't it? Yeah, just yeah. Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm petrified of Rafina. That's what everyone's talking about him. Just, just how good is he? You mentioned world class. Is he, is he, is he elite level? Yeah, he is. Ash, he's frightening. He's. I've never seen. We, we talk about Harry Kuehl, who's probably the best winger we've we've seen at Leeds yeah. in, in his prime. Kuehl was phenomenal, but uh, no, he is. He's. I've never seen anything like him. I've never seen anything like him, and that's not just from a, a Leeds perspective. He's doing it on an ice rink, mate. He's doing it on a winter wonderland. That that pitch at Ellen Road, it's awful, yeah. and <laughs> his abilities, technical abilities, beyond belief. And 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 that's probably an area where I think if we stick him on the left against El Mahamedi, who's probably going to be coming in, that's where Leeds can. And I think he will target that area. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it there then. Kind of, that's great. Um, Loads of comments are coming flooded in. Anyway, everyone's looking for a performance from Ross Barkley. That, that's a consensus among Villa fans. Dean Smith's going to stick with him, uh, Connor. So, 
yeah, all eyes on Barkley the weekend. Hopefully, he can come up trumps. But yeah, looking forward to it. Like uh, tea time kickoff tomorrow. I'll be up there. I'll get to see this pitch. Is it that bad, kind of Robert? I'm telling you, mate. It is. Just take a picture, stick it online. You'll get you'll get loads of comments back. If to be fair, it's it's actually uh, rarely in Yorkshire right now. I can see. I don't know what that is. I think it's sunshine. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's normally just absolutely. It's been a horrible winter for the pitch. So yeah. we've obviously had the problem with the drainage system. Daniel Leaves absolutely robbed us and we've had to pay him 300, 300 grand for, for a sort of oily pitch and um, it's just been raining so we've got a little bit of, we've got a little bit of sun now so hopefully it'll, it'll even itself out for tomorrow yeah I might, I might be more studs you never know but yeah alright and kind of lovely stuff mate and um, yeah enjoy the game everyone and uh, thanks, thanks for joining Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.